dick balls, titty titty, dick balls, tit fuck? Yeah, yeah. Uh, dick balls, titty, 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 titty fuck, dick fuck. Hi, Kike. <laughs> well, 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 welcome everyone to another week of 390 Millionaires Podcast. I am pleased to be assuming hosting duties for this week as I did last week. I am your commissioner, Jay. It's pleased to be here. The reason you might be asking why isn't Hallwell given the hosting duties, I will let him tell you himself. Hallwell, how are you doing? What are you doing? I'm good, Jay. Thanks for helping me out. <laughs> I'm in a car right now. I'm on my way to Calgary driving from Brooks uh, on the old one way. Um, I'm, I'm just outside the channel right now. So if it sounds like I'm yelling, it's because I am. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. A lot of people will be checking their Google Maps this very moment to try and understand what town you just said. Before I go back to you, I want to send it over to our other co-host who's always a joy to be with, always a joy to host with. Mike Pelt, how are you doing this week? I'm doing well. I uh, I love that from Hallwell. You sounded like a trucker. You were just like giving her down the highway. Um, just mm-hmm. fantastic the stuff. The road is an amazing thing and does incredible <laughs> stuff to people. Does it work for your fantasy game? Well, why don't you ask Neville? <laughs> hey, no spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler alert. No spoiler alert. Yeah, okay. I'm not done with my intro here. I'm going to do this because we haven't done this in a while, or I haven't done this in a while. Crack a cold one. Mm-hmm. Start off the episode. Let's get into her. Let's get into it. Mike, I'm so happy to hear you're cracking into one, a cold one with the boys. Speaking of the boys, we have an extra boy with us on this podcast. It has been hard to find good talent, and so we've settled for Neville. Neville, how are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, how's your week been? Give us a scoop. Week's been pretty good. I did get a shit-kicking from uh, old Hallwell over there. Uh, mm. So that was not good. That was a bit of a reality check on an otherwise pretty good season. But yeah, glad to be on the pod, guys. A quick question. We're going to get into some trades and rumors later. You oh. pulled off a last minute trade in the previous week. Tell us about how that came about and how you're feeling about that trade now. Um, I guess it's kind of TBD for that trade. We'll see how, how Pickett does. Um, obviously I kind of, yeah, wore it for, uh, for Trubisky, um, eating shit there in the, Mm. at the end of the second quarter. So, uh, yeah, QB score didn't do too well there last week. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes down the road, but, uh, I think, uh, Nolan, Nolan needed the QB and there was a deal to be had there and yeah. See where it goes. 100%. A lot of football left. We'll see how it all plays out. Speaking of getting your teeth kicked in by Hallwell and the trade, let's talk about the league news. Pelt, why don't you lead us through this? What happened in the league in the past week? Oh, I love a little improv on the fly. You guys will not believe it, but for the 139th time in a row, six teams won, six teams lost. I could not believe it. Well. Neville, you were one of those teams that lost, and you just alluded to that. Didn't you have some, like, cocky-ass comment in the chat, too, how, like, you didn't need to... You traded away... I don't remember what the deal is right now, because Jimmy clearly did not do his job before this episode. It's not in the outline for me. Um, But you traded away 
a couple of players on Sunday said you didn't need them to beat Hallwell. Then you didn't even fill a lineup. Anyways, maybe I shouldn't get too far down this rabbit hole this early in the podcast. Um, but you know, go ahead. You can blame UK games. UK games, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. They're a bitch. Neville, we're, we're middle-aged men now. What time are you waking up on Sunday morning? I'm up at like 8.30 if I'm lucky. I'm up at like 6.30. I was gonna say Neville's got a a, a young child, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so there's he was awake. There, he was awake. Now, did he have other responsibilities? Fatherly responsibilities, more than likely. But the brother was awake. There's no doubt about it. Man, yeah, no, drop the ball. I, I, for sure. I, I've been sitting on this one for a little bit, but no, uh, Neville saying that uh, the trade is TBD in terms of outcome. Um, I mean, the way that Trubisky go, that TBD definitely has to stand for a total bag of dicks, Drake. Neville, you got absolutely sloshed on that one. How do you feel? I didn't get sloshed on the trade, but I did the, get... The quarterback I, you traded for is immediately dead. benched. Mm-hmm. No, but I traded for... Sloshed. Okay, but I didn't... Tra- okay, have you met Michael oh, Thomas? Sure, sure, sure. I mean, I had Pickett. Pickett's going to be the QB for the rest of the year, but all right, sure. No, a strong defense, Neville. Like you say, you had contingencies in place, and you've got some premier wide receivers now on your team who are going to come back from injury and suspension and really lift you in the back half of the season, and that's what it's all about. I think uh, if I'm getting anything from Holly, uh, it's that he's uh, pretty upset that his team's already irrelevant, and it's not even the back half of the season. So uh, don't Terrible take too much heat there. Terrible host tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Rough go. But in good news for Holly... Uh, Holly, you are now the new fuckboy in town. How does that feel? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, so can somebody, like, elaborate on this? Because, like, deservedly so. I'm, I'm not trying to wrangle myself out of this yeah. fuckboy designation. Um, I, my, my team is, a, is a, a deep and loose hole, and, and it needs to be fucked. So what, well. what needs to happen? Um, well, I think uh, you answered the question yourself. But the, <laughs> if you listen to the podcast over the last few weeks, specifically last week where uh, you weren't on it, Jay and myself outlined that Suds had the great idea slash thought that we would have the fuckboy title, much like you hear of the belt from the Super Bowl champion carried on through the next year. Um, the fuckboy bowl was week one between Suds and Curtis. Suds won that. It was passed to Neville last week. You beat Neville, hence you are now the fuckboy of the league. That That is the sequence of events. So you are playing Andre this week, and Andre could take the fuckboy title from you. Wait, so having having the fuckboy uh, crown is a good thing? Like, it's an honor? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, to be clear. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to... Oh, go ahead, Jay. Uh, to have your team named fuckboy is an insult to you and mm-hmm. your whole family. To be uh, to have the fuckboy crown or, or or title or belt is a is an honor uh, uh, amongst all uh, uh, the most prestigious. So, because I took it from Neville, do I get to? Does he become a boy of my designation? No, 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 no. no. There's no. God, there's no, no human. Centipeding oh. or anything like that. It's just a. It's a belt that is given from one to another. There's you wish, you buddy. Yeah, the, yeah that's gonna, exactly it. You're you're gonna be a piss boy. That's that's what I. Right? Piss boy. I, I don't think so. So uh, 
Back to the fuck boy. So watch out. Watch yourself. So I think we learned from last week, we had a couple of guests on that, you know, didn't live up to expectations. We'll just say that. Um, and a couple who have ghosted the show. Neville, you're here. We're going to give you the floor a little earlier this week. We blasted through our segments last week, but I want you to, you know, you've got the floor right now. Tell us what's on your mind. Why are you here tonight? How's the league been going? Is Jay a shit commissioner? Do you love him or do you hate him? Tell us, you know, what Neville's thinking so far this year. So far, it's been a good year. I'd say Jay is an improvement on on Andre. A bit more proactive, I'd say. And a bit more, I don't know, in tune on what's what's going on. What people feel like. The IR spots last year, that, that kind of was just dropped. Andre didn't seem to care. Good guy, but commissioner skills could have been a bit better. Um... So far for the league, yeah, I'd say it's it's pretty good. I'd say if there's any surprise, uh, Danish. Danish has a great team, and he's doing pretty well. So if you compare that to years past, yeah, it's, it's an improved Danish. Like both like physically and emotionally, or just fantasy football-wise? Oh, hell, just everything. Okay. Improved Danish. Everything about yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't disagree there. Although he is two and two, so maybe that maybe that's just bad luck. But he's part of that, you know, six teams losing every week. That happened to him this week. And then he lost the week before because Jay had to buy me beer. Like just it's not a bit right. of a downside. Yeah. But injury injury bug is getting him. Swift and Tua. Well, we've been there. I know someone who yeah. left Kamara in his lineup Sunday morning. What an idiot. Yeah, that fucking guy, right? <laughs> TBT! TBT! You fucking idiot, devil! <laughs> hey, you think I'm trading for Trubisky as my QB for the rest of the year? I mean, it's definitely your, like, Buffalo Bills moment this year. Mm, I, I don't think so. It's TBD. TBD. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Michael Thomas is is done though. Like, what has Michael Thomas done the last two years? And here he is again, not playing. So I have serious concern yeah. for you with that side of the deal. And then as Olave owner, I'm pretty excited that he looks like he meant this may sail off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Wow, when when there's not uh, not competition at run or wide receiver playing, yeah. He'll do. He'll do great this week. I'm surprised he's not in your lineup right now. If you again, like, does anyone listen to this fucking podcast, or is it just Jay and I? No, I know, I know. You leave him on the bench to create fucking drama, and then oh, last minute, <laughs> surprise, guys, he's in my starting lineup. Belt is a bit of a drama boy. There's no yeah, doubt about it. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right, let's uh, shift gears here. We didn't hear what you said. Don't repeat it. Let's shift gears here. We're going to talk about the the Wendy's waiver wire, Tim Warren's trade corner. Now, we've already talked about a little bit about the trade. I think we all got our opinions. I would like to send it to Hallwell one more time. Hallwell, tell me how you feel about the one trade that was completed last week where Mitch Trubisky, Michael Thomas, and DeAndre Hopkins were sent to Nolan by Neville in exchange for Ryan Tannehill. Thanks, Jay. I really appreciate the way you handled those hosting duties. 
Um, <laughs> like I've uh, like I've said before, it's almost like somebody took an empty bag and then filled it with just a bunch of dicks. Um, I don't think it was very good. Uh, I think Neville has a whole bunch of cock uh, on his on his uh, team right now. I mean, he's just like people were worried about my team after the first three weeks. Rightfully so, uh, we're a deep and loose hole. Um, but I think you got to take a look at Neville's lineup and, and, and kind of the moves he's made, and he's just he's self-destructing it, and I'm not really sure what he's trying to achieve. Probably just mediocrity, maybe. Absolutely. And, and again, you summarized it really well. Let's not dig into it any further. Um, I think everyone's opinions are strongly known. Let's get into into the Wendy's waiver wire, uh, like we did last week. I think each one of us uh, can pick, you know, one waiver wire move that you found surprising or interesting that you'd like to talk about. Um, and I'm going to start off with Pelt. Pelt, uh, dig into this here. Uh, any moves that you found unique, interesting, smart, savvy, or outlandish? I'll say if I'm going to give a smart slash savvy one, um, two shoutouts actually. One uh, to yourself, my commissioner, Cooper Rush for five bucks. I forget who dropped him, but someone dropped him. And Ryan, I believe. Ryan, um, Dak's not back yet, and Cooper Rush is undefeated as the Cowboys quarterback. So you know, not to say he's going to take it over, but I think you've got to at least keep him till Dak is back and it's proven otherwise. Neville's pen is pointing really weird at me right now. Um, pen fifteen. Very distracting. The, and then the other one is, is Cooper. Is Cooper Rush the ginger Jimmy G? Possibly. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, thank you so much, Paul. I I, uh, I was interested. I I, I was wondering how much action there would be mm. i was a little bit interested to see only nolan with a zero dollar bid i think obviously there's been some conversation of oh dak is gonna start he's, he's gonna go he might be in um, but i've also heard that he hasn't even started throwing yet um so uh very interesting because obviously uh we kind of heard an initial kind of like oh it could be like six to eight weeks and then mm -hmm. jerry jones is like no he's gonna be back next week for <laughs> sure and yeah. so it was very hard to tell kind of what's going on there um so yeah i'm excited about it um we'll see what the whether it pays off in the end and neville let's throw it your way looking at the uh the waiver wire uh you just don't care bids, about my second the one then, or? Well, you said me, and I really wanted to keep the focus okay. on All how right. good that I did. Um, it was just Andre anyway, so you. you can just skip him. It, it was for Andre. We don't need to shut him out. So no, let's yeah, yeah let's, let's carry on. Neville, tell me what you found a uh, uh, bogus Wiley or otherwise on the waiver wire. I'll actually say that Mike had a good pickup of uh, Desmond Ritter. I think mm. that uh, eventually that, uh, you know, Marietta will give way to Ritter. So getting that for free, yeah, pretty mm -hmm. good pickup. Uh, as for the people who paid money, were there any, were there any ones that were a bit bogus? I don't think so. Mm. Yeah. I mean, gotta see with, um, with, with Pelt's pickup for free. 16 bucks of Boone. I mean, it, again, with those backfields, once once uh, the starter or 1A goes down, who yeah. knows who's going to take up the, uh, you know, the majority of the workload. It could be, could be MG3 there, mm -hmm. Melvin Gordon, or it could be Boone. But, yeah, 
I don't think anyone went too wild. No, I think, mm-hmm. you know, to just jump in quickly there, you know, I said this to Hallwell in a private chat earlier this week. I don't even know if I want anything to do with that backfield, but I did put in that bid for Boone because, you know, I'm hurting at running back a little bit right now. Uh, yeah, I don't, I just don't know. I just don't know, especially, they didn't score any touchdowns last night. Don't know if anyone watched Thursday Night Football, um, but fuck. What What about the Falcons backfield? Because that's interesting. You bid 27 for Caleb Huntley. Mm-hmm. I have Algier. Mm-hmm. How do you think that's going to shake up in the next few weeks? So, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a Falcons fan. So, last really? week, yeah. Last week when we uh, won, we're now 2-2, two and two, which is very exciting for us Falcon fans here. Caleb Huntley got 10 carries of 11 the drive right after Patterson exited when we ran the ball 14 times in a row, including a touchdown. Um, they both ended up, I think, with 10 carries each, Algier and Huntley, but I don't know how it's going to shake out. Huntley's actually looked pretty spry. Um, Algier is more of like a pounder. So we'll see. I'm very intrigued. They obviously rank Algier higher in the depth chart and, you know, carried him through the season when Huntley was on the squad. But Huntley got a chance to show it last week, and he kind of did it. Um, so, you know, I was actually more focused, obviously, putting 27 towards him on getting him and seeing where that goes because they have the second-best rushing attack. It's like, same thing. Who's going to end up being the guy? Wow. I, I just don't know. I didn't know they were second. That's impressive. Behind the Browns. Absolutely. Um, now, interestingly, we're talking about uh, Mike Boone in uh, the Denver backfield. Latavius Murray also in the Denver backfield. And that went to our f- other host, Mr. Bo Delibo. Uh Hallwell, tell us about why Latavius Murray for 25 is smart and Mike Boone for 16 is stupid. So, um, from my perspective, because I... I uh, part of the feasting that I got on my brother was I got Melvin Gordon um, in return for uh, whoever the fuck I said. I cannot remember, but I have Melvin Gordon on my team. Who should? Yes, thank you. Hunt and Prescott. That was the trade. Um, so I, I have Melvin Gordon, and I looked at that Denver situation. I was like, I'm kind of already in for um, mm-hmm. in for a penny. Let's go in for a pound. Um, Latavius Murray, before this week, wasn't even on Denver's team. He was playing on um, the New Orleans Saints, and he got, got signed off uh, their practice squad. Um, had a hell of a game for the Saints. Yeah. Enough that the, the Broncos went out and signed him. And I was like, to me, that screams that they see this guy being a value in that offense. Whether it's the cool back, whether it's um, kind of that just bruiser change of pace. I felt like um, I felt like we've seen Latavius Murray play that um, that supporting role, and I figured, hey, why don't I why don't I overbid because like I can't justify twenty five dollars on Latavius Murray on his own. Other than the fact that I could just like lock it up, I could lock up two thirds of the Denver backfield. I'm confident that Boone gets phased out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I end up, I end up with like the two guys that are that are the most important to that run attack. Now, if you really want to get into why I'm a fool, uh, the game, uh, the Thursday night game. I don't know if anybody watched it. Call back to what Mike just said. Um, uh, Denver sucks. 
Denver sucks a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. So I'm worried. I'm worried as a whole about that team. Um, but I think positionally, um, having having the running backs there, I've got a, I've got a shot at some uh, production. Absolutely, absolutely. It remains to be seen. Uh, it's TBD, uh, I think. Uh, it's, it's TBD. Totally. Yep. Now, Pelt, uh, uh, you, you did take up a fuss earlier about not getting to your second Wiley or, mm-hmm. or Bogus mm-hmm. uh, thing. So let's circle back to you before we move on um, mm-hmm. and, and make sure you get your money's worth. Uh, tell us about number t- two on your uh, wave wire list. I appreciate that, Jay. You're doing a great job of hosting, by the way. Just great job filling in for Hallwell. Um, I was going to mention Andre and picking up, uh, Pacheco or Pacheco, however you pronounce his name. Uh, I thought that was decent for five bucks. Pinocchio. 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 Yeah. Pinocchio. Um, but I did want to bring some attention to something I said last week, um, about defenses and how I was upping the game for a premier defense in a premier spot by picking up the Green Bay Packers for three bucks. If you look at this week, two people bid three bucks for the Jacksonville defense, you know, be the change you want to see is what I say sometimes. And clearly, mm-hmm. you know, I've had some influence on this league. Gertie and Suds both bidding on that defense for $3. So inflation is a bitch is what I'll say. Mm. You are not wrong. Speaking of inflation, even though all costs seem to be rising, you can still get Carl's Jr. California Classic Double Cheeseburger for a low, low price of five ninety nine. Make it a combo for eight ninety nine. Carl's Jr. presents um, the Rumor Mill. Uh, always excited to have our sponsors on. Excited to uh, uh, sink our teeth into a hand-breaded chicken sandwich from Carl's Jr. Mike, I'm going to send it your way. You always have a finger on the pulse, or at least know someone who does. What rumors are we hearing out in the league? Yeah, I didn't get a lot um, from sources this week. Pretty tight-lipped. I can speak a little bit maybe to what what's happening with me um as i shared with the league i figured out there's a maximum with offers that you can send out and that maximum is six um so psa yeah you can only have six offers pending um i sent out quite a few i think to everyone on this podcast as well um jay i think you and i had the most interesting talks um Mm -hmm. of the week uh it's no surprise that i lost uh, javante williams i'm trying Mm -hmm. to you know secure running back to to you know, compliment Nick Chubb. I've got Jeff Wilson, but I'm also at that point where, you know, when you just look at your team and you're like, if I do this big of a blockbuster move, does it really make sense? Mm-hmm, Cause mm-hmm. I look at like packaging the sun God with another running back, not named Chubb. Sorry, Neville, it's not going to happen. Um, it just, you know, I'm like, am I making my team better by upgrading Wilson to someone else? I, I don't know. Um, so I put a lot of offers out there, had some good talks. It's been interesting. Um, Jay, I really thought you were going to take that. You were the first offer I made this week and I actually thought it was going to happen. And, 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 and you were right too. It was a, it was a good offer. Uh, and trying to figure our way around it. Um, I, I, yeah, it tore me up inside, it tore me up inside to look at it and say, I'm not, I'm not being sure about it, but, uh, uh, I love that we learned something about the league. Six offers at once total. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, that's what I'm here for. And uh, I would prefer we don't talk about that deal just before we get asked by the other guests um, because I do think it's something that could happen down the line um, and I don't want to lose you know, what we've had before. Personally, <laughs> if you feel differently, I could be convinced. But. No, 
Lord knows that uh, that Hallwell might come in strongly on on either side of it and and tilt scales either for or against. So let's uh, let's leave it uh, as unfinished and thusly undiscussable business. I think I respect that. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How's the weather out there? It's good. It's very sunny. I'm actually driving into the sun. Oh wow! It's not sunny here. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in Gleeson. It's uh, a. <laughs> it's uh, like a, a. A reserve in between uh, Misano and Calgary. Are you gonna get but some smokes? <laughs> That is scintillating stuff. Neville, have you uh, have you, you heard anything ear to the the ground? Any rumors uh, to pass along to the league listening? Nope, no no rumors from my end. Wow, hard hitting guest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will say I've looked. Uh, uh, had a couple of conversations, obviously. Pelt, as we've talked about, a couple other people in the league. It really is, uh, it seems to be a, a little bit more active than uh, it has in years past, especially a little bit early on. Usually early on, um, people are kind of waiting to suss out the teams and, and, and kind of where they're at. But there's a, a bunch of conversation, a bunch of people trying to, to maneuver lots of kind of wide receiver for running back talk or, or swap this position for this position. So interesting to see if that level of conversation continues through this league year as we have a pretty wild one uh, in the NFL. NFL and in our league, uh, uh, four weeks in, heading into week five. All right, that's that. Oh, that I, is. Can I jump go in? Go ahead. I got rumors. Please do. That's absolutely. Uh, Gertie sucks. Gertie sucks at uh, offers. <laughs> okay. Um, the man, the man um, is in a similar predicament as Mike, looking for a running back. He offered me um, a wide receiver. Uh, for one of my stable boys that I have. Um, <laughs> it did not entice me in any way. Um, and uh, I got a classic dirty response. So um, mm. just forewarning for anybody uh, could dealing you, with the man in the future. Uh, could you elaborate on the classic Gertie response for anyone who's not familiar? Mm -hmm. Literally the offer or the, the uh, he put a laugh emoji ah i see okay um i will say uh that that no league member should go uh besmirched uh without rebuttal um mm -hmm. gertie made me an offer or rather approached me with a, po a possibility and it was quite um fair uh, and we kind of talked around it tried to figure something out uh didn't end up happening yet um so i just want to do i just want to say for everyone listening I, I i also have had some dealings with gertie and they and they were quite professional quite fair and maybe it's just a father's understanding thing but i just want to put that out there mm. well it's certainly not a host understanding terrible job so far <laughs> I think the only thing I'll say to that in the whole wall is I don't know if I appreciate being in the same bucket as Gertie. You said we're both looking or desperate for running backs. I mean, I've got a running back with a pulse on me in my lineup. Um, I don't know that Gertie even has one uh, to this point. We will Sorry, find uh, out. Apologies. Apologies there, Mike. Um, my bad. We will find out about Gertie's pulse or pulsed running backs momentarily when we break down the matchups. But before we get to that, Mike, I know you're loving a little bit of a history, mystery, and misery presented by and from Jimmy's Dungeon. Jimmy's in the dungeon. We haven't let him out. He's crunching numbers. 
tell us about the numbers he's crunching this mm-hmm. week, Pelt. Man, great segues from the host. Once again, big shout out to the hosting job happening tonight. So it's week five. Jimmy wanted to point out a few things. People are going to start to look around, maybe panic a bit, check out the divisions, think about the wild card spots. And he thought, like, let's look at the history of the last few years. What's happened through four weeks and where have people ended up in relation to the playoffs? Um, so let's let's take a look here. Last year, there was three division winners, as there will be this year, so I hear, that all finished 9-5, nine 9-5, and 8-6. Nine and, and, and the wild cards had those same records, 9-5, and 8-6, and 8-6. And and if we go back a year prior... We had actually division winners 12 and 1, 9 and 4, 9 and 4, 7 and 6. Wild cards 8 and 5, 7 and 6. One more year, because we all love history. Division winners 10 and 3, 8 and 5, 8 and 5, 7 and 6. Wild card 10 and 3, 8 and 5. Went through that quick because the point was no one's been under 500. A few teams are under 500 today. Um, so if you're 1 and 3, you probably need to go. Seven and three to make the playoffs. Um, but let's break that down a little bit further for you. Jimmy's dug up some great stats. At this point last year, the six playoff teams had these records. Jay, you were two and two after four weeks. Ryan, you were three and one. He's not here. Don't know why I said you are three and one. Suds, you are two and two. Nolan, he was two and two. Pelt, I was one and three, and Gertie, you were one and three. What that says was two of the six teams that made the playoffs last year were one and three. So take that for what you will. I do need to point out a very special stat at this point of last year that affects someone on this podcast. Neville, you started four and oh. In fact, you actually started five and oh. You lost week six by 0.48 points, went one and six, and missed the playoffs. So, of everything I just said, that was probably the craziest. How did you feel? Oh, yeah. It felt like a, a, a rug pulled from under me. And, um, you know, sometimes you have players that just go balls out at the beginning of the year. Uh, Mike Williams. And then they just, I don't know. They just lose. They lose everything and they suck balls for many Hmm. numbers of weeks. I had last year had good trade discussions with a few people who wanted Mike Williams. (laughs) And, and then, yeah, he went from like 24 points to like three points in. yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, some players they just go balls out and then suck. So Same I had a few. Those. It wasn't just Mike Williams, but you know, um, yeah, my team just blew. You had a chance of becoming. You know... <laughs> well, oh, what was that? Is does Holly oh, have TBD? A... I think oh, it was TBD. TBD. Oh, it was. T- <laughs> it was a bad TBD though. <laughs> So if you think about the history, because we always appreciate the history in this podcast of last year, two of the current one and three teams will make the playoffs. So that means Hallwell, Curtis, Gertie, and Andre 
two of them must make the playoffs this year. And someone will have a historic fall from grace. Um, and Neville's 3-1 and one again, so I'm going to predict for that. It is interesting. We've talked about in the NFL, um, the parity where all but two teams are three and one, um, two and two, or one and three. And again, we have no uh, undefeated teams and no O for teams. Uh, everyone's got to win. Everyone's got a loss in our league. It'll be interesting to see whether that kind of closeness, that parity, if you will, um, maintains throughout the season. I'm actually also surprised that in all of our time with divisions, we haven't really had like an under 500 team take it. Like you would just assume we'd have an NFC East at some point, right? Yeah. Like, so yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting. They've been above 500, you know, seven, six, the lowest record to win a division yet far. Um, so Jimmy wanted to bring those stats to you. And I hope, uh, you know, hopefully that affects your trade deals um, going forward. Absolutely. And we've now talked about um, how we've finished the season, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. Week five sits ahead of us. One game, the Thursday nighter down. Um, it was terrible. It was boring. It was awful. And nobody got any fantasy points with that in mind. Let's look at the week's matchups coming up, who we think will win. Let's kick it off. Myself, the commish heading against current a team named Fuckboy in Curtis. Mike, why don't you send us on the path on who you think is going to take this bad boy so jay and fuck boy um he's still at least two weeks away from changing his name just off the top does he have to exceed 500 before he can change his name or is it at 500 i will go to the notes but i believe it is at 500 he can switch back okay so if he's under 500 um he's got to keep that name so at least two weeks that's right um, and if anything serves correct here, I love my boy Curtis, but he's going to be at least three weeks away from that after this week, mainly because, you know, I can see how Russell Wilson did last night and it wasn't great. Um, 11 points. He's got Rogers going against the giants Sunday morning in London, but Jay's got hurts. Jay's got Stafford. Dallas defense has been okay, but I still give, uh, the quarterbacks to Jay here. I look at the receivers, you know, Brown, Lockett, and Lazard for Curtis. Not too bad. Um, but, Jay, you've got Samuel, Waddle, Godwin. Godwin's been a beast versus the Falcons. The last, like, five or six matchups, he's gotten touchdowns in five of six. In the game, he didn't get a touchdown. He went 144 yards or something like that. Um, so Godwin's going to crush the Falcons. Yeah. But where you win it, I love your running backs. Harris, Robinson, and Pierce. Um, Curtis, I think he's struggling. Patterson's out right now. That brings him down a bit. He's got Montgomery, although, you know, I don't have a lot of faith there. But he's still rolling with Jacobs and Jamal Williams, who will have a good day, I think, for Detroit. Um, but you ultimately take it there. And then the tight ends, Waller's been not great um, for the Raiders. He may need a Monday night miracle. But I, I just don't see Curtis winning this match. I see you pushing him to one and four, and you go going above five hundred here. Neville, any additional thoughts, or uh, that summed up? On that match, nope, no, no additional thoughts. That summed it up. Hallwell, I uh, nope. Love the analysis. Uh, I would say my pick is uh, congratulations to you. 
pelt nothing from myself either uh, i think you summed it up nicely yeah obviously I, I feel bad for curtis he's got uh jonathan taylor on on the bench montgomery questionable and then obviously patterson on the ir just uh, if you could roll those guys out mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, before uh, interesting, yeah. Before we jump out, jump away from that, uh, Neville, we do need your pick for that matchup. Oh yeah. Okay. Who do you think is going to win? <laughs> well, could you? Follow? Sorry, I should have submitted those. So I'd be Jay. Well, I mean, you love can just it. listen to the legendary analysis that happens and make your pick based on that. No, Absolutely. I would have said Jay even before that. Uh, so I'm going to jump in here, and I'm going to uh, cover what I think is basically the Colts versus the Broncos matchup of our fantasy week, which is Andre uh, versus Hallwell. Uh, this is um, – wow. Okay, so the most exciting matchup here is the tight ends, which tells you pretty much everything you need to know about this matchup. you got Kittle, who's underperformed at this point, versus Njoku, who uh, you know is – one of the highest paid ends in the league, but it hasn't necessarily been treated like such by his team, though he is on the upswing. Um, it's tight here, uh, but with uh, uh, the the swing back and forth, I think I'll give it to Kittle. I just, I can't see him continually doing so poorly, but if he does just pull like another two points as he has the past two weeks, there's not a lot to like on Andre's team. Kyler Murray, but against Philadelphia, I don't love that very much. Philadelphia has been strong on the defense. Mike Evans against uh, Atlanta could go for, you know, two yards and three touchdowns. Um, So we're going to keep our eyes on that. But I like McCaffrey and Damian Harris as the running backs from Patrick's side. I think Wentz probably has a game um, and and Cousins against a Chicago team. That's just gross. Um, And uh, when it comes down to, you know, Brissett for Andre, I don't see too much to like. I've heard a bunch about how Robert Woods is supposed to be good this week. um, And maybe that's true. But in the flex spot versus A.J. Dillon, who's just a a beast, I see this going um, Holly's way, pushing him two and three and pushing Andre right back to the waiver wire. Either way, this this matchup is uh, an early candidate for making a calendar, right? It's the Fuckboy Bowl, which is a prestigious title, but the loser will have sole last place. So, mm-hmm. tough go. Mm-hmm. I'll likely be checking with the loser of this matchup for their availability at the end of the season, maybe penciling in some possible dates. Neville, what are your thoughts here? Uh, same. Good analysis. Thank you so much. Uh, Howell, uh, speak on your own behalf. Uh, we're picking you to win, but we're picking on your team. What are your thoughts? Uh, uh, definitely <laughs> conflicted, Jay, uh, but it's hard to defend uh, the performance of my team so far. Um, I will say that I do give myself the edge, um, especially on the heels of a late um, uh, Rashad Bean in the act for this weekend. Uh, which uh, means that Andre has to start an Allen Robinson who uh, has underperformed massively uh, so far. So I thank you for the, the faith this week, but I also um, respect you guys for speaking your truth, which is that my team is terrible and the dog shit. It sure is. All right, let's talk about another matchup that has a host of this podcast in it. 
health versus Ryan, and we will turn to our guest, Neville. Give us everything we need to know and who you think is going to win in the Ryan versus Pelt matchup. I think Ryan will win. So oh. I think oh. the QBs. Uh, seem... <laughs> Can I justify myself? Please do. Pelt, hold your tongue. <laughs> so QBs, I'll say that they're even, and, and that's only because Herbert has not been performing the way that he did last year. Um, you know, he's been bumped and bruised. He hasn't really hit that pattern and effectiveness that he had last year. So, do I have to wait to interject still, or can I interject on that point? No, no, no hold no, your tongue. No, hold no, your, no yeah, speak. No. Hold Sorry. your goddamn tongue, Mike. <laughs> so, so wide receivers. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll say based on how Thursday went, Judy had a pedestrian, you know, five points that. I think Ryan will will edge him. Uh, Hollywood has been doing pretty good, and then Cooks and Thielen, I think, collectively can probably edge off uh, Pelts receivers. Now, uh, Amon-Ra, Sun God, he seems to be doing on the uh, doubtful side of uh, of questionable. Like he only showed up to practice and very limited just on Friday. Um, so, you know, who knows, maybe, uh, pelts will shock us all and put a lava in there. If yeah, who knows? Um, RB, I think Ryan, Ryan as Mixon and Henry. So he wins, um, tight end Ryan wins Kelsey over, uh, will Disley. I don't think that Gino will be able to throw as effectively against the Saints defense. Um, flex Mostert versus Caleb Huntley. Uh, Mostert, I think will take it and defense. Uh, that's where I'd say that, uh, Pelts Denver defense. They, they did pretty good 14 points already on that Thursday night game. But yeah, I think Ryan will take this game. Love that analysis. Love the points you're bringing up. Hallwell, let's go to you. What do you think? Um, sorry, this is this is Mike versus Ryan, right? That's no, correct. Sorry, Ryan. Um, oh, so um, I believe Kyle Pitts is out this week. And based on that fact alone, um, I, I, I'm saying Ryan takes it. My goodness. All right. This is the moment uh, Pelt himself has been waiting for. Um, he seemed to have some comments he'd like to make. Now, Pelt, please keep it brief. You don't need to go line by line. Just give us a quick summation, a rebuttal. Uh, tell us about what you think is wrong with that analysis. Oh, terrible breakdown. Um, Herbert hasn't performed well as well as last year. He's put over 20 points three or four weeks. He's QB7 right now. You know, he may not be QB1, but Neville, just calm your shit, okay? Going, you know, let's not break this down line by line. But again, my receivers are better than Ryan's, and that's where I'm going to win it. He can have the better running backs. I'll live with that. But I'm going to take this matchup. Um, I will make, you know, you want to make a six pack bet on air once again, Neville, or are you that afraid of your prediction? Oh, I'll make a, I'll make a six bet, six pack bet on air. Perfect. There right it is. On. Very exciting. Uh, obviously, we try not to take these things too personally. Um, uh, Howell was very 
professional in his reception of how he talked about his team. Pelt, much less so. But let's turn it over to Pelt and see if he can make one of our guests upset as he breaks down the Neville versus <laughs> Danish matchup. I was very professional, by the way. I just laid a very logical point. Again, today. a rebuttal um, no one asked for. Well, I'm just going to say it anyway, because you, again... <laughs> I just need to change my pick here in this matchup. Just give me one second. Um, Swedish Fish versus Neville. You know, as much as I would love Neville to lose this week, the fish is, you know, showing some weaknesses. And the main weakness is that he can't uh, put someone in the starting lineup for his quarterback spot because Tua is currently probably not going to play. And that is a big faux pas um, on this podcast. Neville's lucky Kamara hasn't been ruled out yet, so we can't penalize him there. Um, but I got to give Neville the nod at quarterback, uh, Jackson and Pickett versus Mahomes and nobody. It's going to be a win every time. Uh, wide receivers, we've seen Sutton play already. 7.4 points. That's okay. Respectable. Um, I don't mind the Wilson play versus Miami. DJ Moore maybe has to get going at some point, um, but San Fran has also been great on defense this year. And then look at the running backs, Fournette, Kamara, and Hall. Neville, I, d I don't love your running backs. Like, they've got a solid floor, but maybe not a huge ceiling for me. Um, but when I look at Danish's, again, Jones, Gibson, Carter, interesting to have the Carter versus Brees. Um, I'm still giving the edge to Neville here because Danish hasn't started a quarterback. I don't know if that changes my mind anyways. Um, but I'm going Neville. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, Neville, anything you want to take personally from that? No, no. I, I'd even say for Danish, like if he actually had Tua and, and Swift healthy, that I'd be scared of losing this game, but I'm not. There it is. That's some confidence. Hallwell, uh, any, any additional thoughts you want to add here? Um, I, I'm doing this from memory, so forgive me if I've got the wrong team, but Neville has Lamar in the quarterback spot. Lamar's playing primetime against my Bengals. Um, I think that's going to be heavy duty uh, point scoring by him. I also think Kamara plays this weekend, and I also think Kamara goes big this weekend. So I got Neville. There it is. Nothing to add. Um, very excited to see this matchup. With any luck, uh, you know, um, Swedish Fish will throw Davis Mills in that. QB spot, but it's not going to help him very much. Let's turn our attention to uh, uh, Gertie versus Nolan. I'll take the summation of this one. And this one's interesting. I look at uh, Gertie's team and I want to dismiss it, especially since Naheem Hines got 0 0.8 points before his unfortunate injury. We hope that he is all right. Um, you know, uh, 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 Trevor Lawrence has looked uh, good, has looked better. He's going against Houston. That could be a field day. Um, but Jimmy G doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. However, you look at his wide receivers and, and those three guys, Cup, Chase, and Higgins could all – just blow this thing up. Um, when you look at the running backs, the other running back to, to play is Ramondre, who could have a decent day, but he's not going to blow anything up out of the water. But if uh, Chase can feast on a Ravens, uh, a weak Ravens secondary, um, if Higgins can get in and do the same, and Cup will have his hands full, certainly with Dallas, um, but uh, he'll get targeted at least 15 times. There's a lot to like on Gertie's team, but it's going up against Tannehill, who should have an absolute field day with Washington. 
Jake Allen, who's going against Pittsburgh and should be great. And obviously I'm all in on Saquon Barkley in other leagues. And so I'm in on Barkley against Green Bay here. And so I think there's just a little bit too much for uh, Nolan's firepower for those wide receivers who all would need to have big days to kind of keep this thing even keeled. So I'm pushing it Nolan's direction. Should be a close one, should be a good one. Um, uh, but uh, but no one's got this in the back for me. Um, Hallwell, how do you feel about the matchup and specifically my analysis of it? Uh, I think your analysis was real solid. Um, I've got uh, I've got no one taking it. Uh, the Naheem Hines break is, is bad luck. That's uh, nothing really you can do about that. Um, I do think though that the Bengals going up against the the Ravens on Sunday night. Uh, you got Marlon Humphrey and uh, Marcus Peters. Uh, covering both those boys mm-hmm. uh, in Higgins and Chase, and I think that um, it's going to be it's going to be a little struggle. Chase torched the Ravens last year. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have forgotten. So didn't they? So I think uh, I think based on that, Chase is going to have a slow day. Uh, and uh, and no one's going to get the win over thirty. I love what I'm hearing. Uh, it sounds like uh, Neville might have something to add to your analysis. Neville, what do you want to say? Oh no, he was just glitchy as fuck. I could barely hear him. Okay, well that's not something he can control, and so it's not fun to make fun of people for things that they can't control. So we're going to move on um, now. Interestingly, um, for this matchup specifically, I, I don't care what Pelt has to say. So we're going to move on. Neville, I want to hear you break down the final matchup of the week. We're talking Mike Hallwell versus Suds. Who do you like in this one and why? So I think, I think Suds, you will take it. It'll Mm. be closer than the Yahoo projections um, say it will be Um, for QB Burrow and Carr versus Goff and Fields. Now I gotta, you know, tip my cap to Goff. He's been doing really well, but I think you know B- Burrow is first the Ravens, Carr is first the Chiefs. Those will be sling it games. So I think that those QBs for Sudsy should do should do better than uh, Goff and Fields collectively. And the Bears' offense has not been doing too great. Um, so, yeah, I think Sudsy takes it at QB. RB, Eckler, CEH versus Elliott and Hunt. Hunt has not been doing as great as he was last year. Uh, you know, he hasn't gone over 60 yards rushing at all this year. Um, wide receiver, I mean, wide receiver, Mike Hallwell might have the best three in the league. And Tyreek, we don't know if he's going to play, so I'd have to give that to uh, to Mike Hallwell. Tight end, I mean, Ertz versus Conklin, it, it's close, but I'd have to give it to to Ertz and Sudzy. And then Flex Saunders versus Juju, I'd give it to Saunders, meaning Sudzy. And then defense, Jets versus Vikings, I don't know, toss up. But in the end, I think Sudsy will squeak by and beat Mike Howell. Absolutely. I'm going to tag in here just on the defense. Minnesota uh, should have a field day at least with uh, points against from Chicago. I can't see them giving up more than a touchdown's worth. Um, but the Jensen 
They're going against uh, a Tualis uh, Miami, uh, a Bridgewater-led Miami, so that could be very interesting as well. I'm the same. I think Suds takes this one. Pelt, any final thoughts on the final matchup? No, I, I think that was a good analysis, surprisingly. <laughs> All right, still a little oh. bit bitter about what we said about Herbert. Let's move it off to Hallwell for the final thought on the final game. Uh, I think the analysis is, is uh, accurate. I think Suds has gotten it. Um, I do want to sort of uh, make some commentary on Neville's um, analysis. It was like the most down the middle on the fence analysis you could get. Even his prediction of who would win, he was like, in a squeaker, Sudsy would take it over. Hallwell, it's Hallwell, you cur, by the way. Don't say my name, my surname incorrectly. Okay, there's a lot going on here. Um, not every game can be a blowout. Uh, I think it's just uh, the pronunciation is just kind of like a, a, a Nicaragua. You know, if you're a local, you say it one way. If you're not, you say it a different way. So a, a Holwell is just that's just how he says it where, where he's from. So let's let's really try and keep the personal attacks out of this podcast. Uh, it's a good thing we're near the end. Um, we've summed up the matchups. We're excited for week five. We'll see what happens. Injuries galore, doubtfuls. Everyone keep an eye on the the early 9.30 a.m. London game, Green Bay against New York football giants. Make sure that any uh, quick uh, surprising inactives aren't in your lineup. Have some good football. Um, Pelt, uh, anything you want to say before we wrap up here? No, just on the prediction front, uh, you and I have the exact same predictions once again this week, and I think that's been a common theme this year amongst the hosts, and we've done terribly. So if we predicted you to win this week, you're probably going to lose. Uh, last comment would be uh, Neville is just in like the weirdest unfinished dungeon basement that I've ever seen. Um, and yeah, so he's clearly having issues at home, and I hope everything's okay, Neville. Maybe you can get a win this week and everything will be all right. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, Neville, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, the unfinished basement, it's actually kind of cozy. I may be sleeping on concrete tonight, but I don't mind. Listen, some people can't even uh, can't even sleep on concrete. So uh, we count our blessings where we can find them. Uh, speaking of counting what we have, because it may be very little. Howell, uh, anything uh, to wrap up with before we sign off here? Yeah, I just want to let Neville know that if he needs a pillow, I got a I got a bag of dicks that he could use. Uh, it's called his fantasy team. <laughs> it's interesting. I think you may be mistaken. Yeah. If you have the bag of dicks and it's a fantasy team, it's it's got to be your own fantasy team. You don't have Neville's. Neville has his team. No. Uh, so you just yeah, may want to check have, your ownership oh, papers. No, I, I, I have a much have better record than you have. I, I, I have his fantasy team because I, I skull fucked him last week. Uh, wow. I don't remember that. Did you come all gonna, the way to Ontario? He can't, he can't come that far. No. Um, we're going to wrap up here with the, the podcast. Um, I, I want to thank our guest Neville so much for joining us. It's been a, an absolute pleasure. We thank you for your insights. Uh, we thank you for taking personal tax and stride um, uh, to all our listeners. Uh, good luck and good football. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will speak to you uh, in a week's time, hopefully with better feelings and none of us uh, whilst driving.